Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year, Pat. Hey, it's a new year in 2024, and I think it's time to put our nose to the grindstone and crank out some movie chats. That's a great idea. And what a place to start than Steve Martin in Roxanne. Sounds good. We ask Steve Martin to describe in one sentence what he feels about his latest comedy, Roxanne. What an idea! And I was there. I saw it happen. He took the idea. He saw it ripe on the tree. He plucked it and he put it in his pocket. It's, it's, dare I say, genius? <laughs> no, no, but maybe, ooh. <sighs> Thank you, Steve. Maybe I'm in the presence of greatness. Columbia maybe Pictures presents Steve Martin, Daryl Hannah, and Roxanne. Coming next summer. Welcome back to Movie Chat with Mike and Pat and Roxanne. Roxanne, 1987's Roxanne. Roxanne. Yep. 1987. Starring, I mean, not, not Roxanne by Sting and the Police. No, 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 no. Roxanne, like the character in the movie. <laughs> Roxanne. Yes. Yeah. Starring Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah as our two most uh, prominent actors in this film. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Daryl Hannah playing the titular character of Roxanne. Of Roxanne. Yeah. And then Steve Martin Roxanne. playing. Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to put. Okay. We won't uh, go there. All right. It, it took us 36 I mean, seconds. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Uh, she does kind of put the red light on uh, in a way in this film, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have Steve Martin playing, um, you know, our kind of our main character. And uh, what is this movie? What is this movie based on, Mike? Uh, this is based on Cyrano de Bergerac. And what is Cyrano de Bergerac for our listeners? <laughs> We're going into English lit lessons. Okay. So well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't mean I will be honest <laughs> to our listeners. I'm not a huge. I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm not like, oh man. I know that play. Uh, it is a play from 1897 written by Edmund Ronstadt. Okay, so 1897. And then, a, uh, you just changed the numbers around. That was 1987. Uh, and you got Roxanne. You ever think about that? It's like a... Boom. I don't know. I just, I just, it just blew my mind when I, I saw that. I did not think about that. Well, <laughs> so I think about these now. things. I don't know. I just see numbers and they're same numbers in a different order. It's like, well, yeah. it's the same numbers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. back to the play. Back to the play. So... It's about a character who has a very prominent facial feature, his large nose. Right. However, outside of that, he is very suave. He is very charismatic. He is very well liked, except for he is very self-conscious of this. So it gives him he has a lot of self-doubt because of his right large nose. Right. Okay. And I'm not going to I I read this Back in English class, mm, okay, in, in high school, Eon, so eons ago, <laughs> yeah, right, feels like it, yeah. Um, and so it is like it. <laughs> he, so there is a a woman, uh, who happens is, to be Roxanne. Her name is Roxanne in the play as well. Am I right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Google it up. <clears throat> Not the way it's spelled here in the film. I think it's just like R O X A N E. So not like the one we're seeing here. But so yeah, it could be could could have been pronounced Roxane. Yeah, or Roxan, Roxan, Roxane. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, or maybe they just called her Roz. Oh, like from Fraser. Yeah, I don't know if Roz was Roxanne there. No, yeah. I, I would probably assume that was more like Rosalind. Rosalind, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. I just thought, like, I don't know. I mean, what would you call somebody 
like named Roxanne. Is there a shorter name? You just Roxy. Call Roxy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not Rox. Or Rox. Yeah. Like she rocks. She rocks. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I would like some of you on the rocks. <laughs> okay, that's a little forward, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So. Cyrano? Cyrano. Cyrano. Yeah, so he's just like, he's a great dude. He just has a lot of self-doubt mm-hmm. with his, because of his, his, yes. his schnoz. And he, he falls in love with, woos her, a woman. Mm-hmm. However, she does not view him in the same way, but she likes another guy. But this other guy is not as suave. Suave. He, right. he does not have the way with, with the ladies. Like that, Rico, like Rico. I mean, Siri. <laughs> he's no Rico Suave. Uh, and so, since he cannot talk to this woman, mm-hmm. but Cyrano can, right? It's like his face with his with Cyrano's words and and hilarity ensues when confusion sets in right i gotcha and so this i don't know if hilarity ensues but definitely confusion sets in so it sounds like this movie is basically uh kind of a modern times uh take it's on. not even basically it just is okay so it's a modern <laughs> a modern take and you said that you were talking earlier that steve martin was a fan of the play yeah steve martin especially he was actually play? he was actually a fan of uh uh the version another film version by jose ferrer um Cyrano de bergerac mm-hmm. And he got this idea in the early 80s that he wanted to write a screenplay based on Cyrano with a modern twist on it. And I kind of get the sense in the original Cyrano doesn't actually end up with the girl. Okay. And that was something he wanted to change. He wanted Cyr- like the Cyrano stand in to get the girl. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. And so he does play a Cyrano type character. He has a large prosthetic nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and his character's name is Charlie CD Bales. And yeah. CD. Like Cyrano. <laughs> and instead of Bales, instead of Bergerac, it's Bales. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of connection. There. Yeah. yeah. He just went with it, man. He did. He yeah. just went with it. Yeah. Uh, this is our second Steve Martin film. That's true. I yeah. don't know why I did. <laughs> I don't know why. You, I don't know why you did it either. Maybe, maybe because we were just watching the film, and his character does a lot of these weird noises. Uh, throughout the that's film. true. That's he does true. A, he does a, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. That's just Steve Martin. Maybe you're right, as Steve Martin. But he didn't do a whole lot of it in Parenthood when we watched Parenthood. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, I mean, he didn't do the. But he did the oh yeah maybe he did because he does that in everything that's everything he's like oh <laughs> anyway. oh uh, anyway so I think I remember when we did Parenthood that I said something about how I was like a big Steve Martin fan at the time mm-hmm. like I mean like everything Steve Martin did I thought was funny yeah um, I think we were I think we said something like that yeah like, we both think he was like just killing it in the 80s oh yeah, yeah he oh yeah like, he's, he's in it it's gonna be a funny movie yeah and i saw most of seymour's films however this movie i now when we went into watching it i was not sure if i had seen it mm-hmm. i i knew i had seen part of it um but this is definitely not one that i have revisited since i i, I think i watched it in high school uh, okay so that would be carry the one and i don't know 20 plus years ago 20 nice. yeah how'd you feel 
Did it come all come back 20 to 20 plus years ago? It oh all my come goodness. back to it's you? closer. It's actually pushing 30 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what? I mean, did it all come back to you? Like, yeah, you there was more, a lot. There was feel a lot more that... confident that you saw the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there was definitely a lot of similar or familiarity. So. Well, in contrast to you, I've probably seen it 80 billion times. Okay. Yeah. That's impossible. Well, you know, I've seen it quite You've a bit. You've not even had that many days. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time as far as like the last time I've seen it, but I definitely recall seeing this, uh, you know, in my childhood and high school, probably several times. Like, oh, I'll just pop in Roxanne and watch this. This will be, this will be fun. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so he's what? He's a, he's a fire, he's a fire department guy. Yeah, he's a fire chief. He's the fire chief of a small town called Nelson. Nelson. Washington. Not British Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a film in uh, British Columbia. Yeah, filmed in Canada, but lead us, led us viewers to believe this. Well, it was filmed in the town of Nelson, Nelson British, British Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're led to believe it's Washington. Yeah, yeah. Like they, state of Washington. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they really want you to, to yeah. believe that it's in America. Yeah, so he's a he's a fire department America. chief who kind of runs a fire department full of volunteer firefighters who are just everyday guys. Yeah, I'll admit that confused me a little bit yeah. because it was like, so he's like the chief, but this is this is his full time job. Yeah, and then all the other guys are volunteer firefighters. Yeah, but everybody else is volunteer. Yeah, apparently, I believe that a lot of them were Including hanging the around. Mayor. Yeah, a lot of them were hanging around though in there like they had nothing else to do. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there were several members of this fire department that is supposedly volunteer, but you really only see the what like two of them do. One guy is like a proprietor of a store. Yeah, which, all things dead. Yeah, which, right. Which is pretty like epic for stuff like tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taxidermist place, you know, where yeah. he's just selling and, things. And then the other was, and then there's the mayor. The mayor, yeah, yeah. played by Fred Willard. If yeah. anyone is familiar of the late great Fred Willard, yeah. um. Funny guy. Yeah. He's very, always funny. He was he always very, very funny in everything he does. Um, and then, um, yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone else is really portrayed outside of the fireplace. But yeah, so they were kind of like a ragtag kind of a volunteer fire department. There's a lot of, throughout the film, there's a lot of like gags of them just not being able to complete their job at a, at yeah. a, at a capable uh, well, capacity well, until and, the very end. Yeah. Well, part of that is that uh, they don't have any history of fires. I got, I kind of got the sense, mm. um, it, you know, there's like, there's, a, it's a big thing. Cause at the end, when there is an actual fire, mm -hmm. it's like, we actually have a fire. It's a yeah. real fire. And they, yeah, but they spend all their time training, sort of bumbling, training. Yeah, bumbling, bumbling training, yeah, Bum avoid, training, avoiding saying anything about, you know, Charlie will say, <laughs> yeah, uh, his nose, yeah, 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 and things of that nature. And then we have uh, Daryl Hannah who plays Roxanne, who is a what I believe is a, an astronomy student, graduate student, maybe doctoral student, maybe astrology, yeah. I think it's astronomy. <laughs> is it the same thing? What's funny is because like in, when they go in the bar and like uh, the guys are like, who is that? Because they see her at the bar. They're like, ah, oh, that's Roxanne. She studies astronomy or astrology. And then the guy's yeah. like, or something. is like, is there a difference? Yeah. <laughs> but I think he said astronomy. It's astronomy. Yeah, at one yeah. point. And so she's studying. She's there for the summer to look at the stars and just swoop in and it's be this beautiful woman who mysterious woman who's renting out a place to watch stars. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm I mean, that's to, that's what trying to lay the ground. What else is she doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Writing that's her all. dissertation. She saw a comet that she wants to name after her. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I don't know. But that's that. I, so this is his. This is his object. I don't, I don't know if I need to like save this for later or save. I should go ahead and say it now. <laughs> don't say it because you're just say it now because you know say it. Don't say it. Okay, I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. I don't like Daryl Hannah. I'm not. I'm not. In so there are there are movies that Daryl Hannah is in. Yeah, that I enjoy. Yeah, that I enjoy. Uh-huh. Daryl Hannah herself as an actress, I've never liked. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I haven't watched. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm not offended. I haven't watched enough of Daryl Hannah stuff. Um, I mean, I, I, when I think of her right off the top of my head, I think of Wall Street, and I really didn't like her in that. I didn't find yeah. her. I mean, I just found her kind of, but maybe it was her character. Her character is supposed to be this shallow art dealer who's just kind of, right. you know, uh, Gordon Gecko's mistress, and then she's now pawned off to uh, Bud Fox. Um, and then uh, I think she was in like one of the uh, Kill Bills, but she was more like, I don't know. And then, and then there's Splash. Splash. Which, it's been a long time since I've seen Splash, so I really can't assess it. But, I'm gonna go against the grain here and say, I actually really liked her in this film. I thought she was charming. I thought this is one of the, she was, I thought she was charming. She's beautiful in this one, and I don't really find her, like, I mean, that's it. You can shake your head all you want. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, I just thought, and I agree, I mean, not every time do I, like, I'm not saying, like, oh man, she's amazing, but I just thought this character that she played, I just, I don't know. I could okay. see him fighting for her and him wanting to be a part of her. And I mean, she didn't really have to do a whole lot in this film other than like, you know, read letters, <laughs> read letters and be like, and be like, uh, wooed to for that, the whole film. So she, it wasn't a lot asked of her, of this character, Okay, but I, don't know, I thought I kind of liked her in this role, man. And I thought she fit well. And I don't know. She wore her hair, right? I don't know. She looked really beautiful in this film. But, okay. So you, but you disagree. I, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, yes, I do disagree. Fair I, enough. I, I just, I, I'm trying not to. I thought she looked great. She looked great, I, and she. Acted, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like be critical of that part of it because I don't want to. I don't want to come across as shallow. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I've never thought of her as being attractive, really. Okay, right. And but I, that shouldn't. That that in and of itself shouldn't like. Make right, it shouldn't be the base, like the, yeah. the character. Yeah, um, shouldn't be the basis. I mean, I agree. I but mean, I, she also, I don't know. I think it's just her character in general of like, maybe like what, what she does or how she dresses or how she, uh, she doesn't pick up on the obvious. Uh, like someone else is writing letters to her. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I, I, I also feel like maybe they could have. I, I'm sitting here trying to think who else could have played this part in. I mean, I, from like in like this the time right? period, yeah. like <laughs> I don't know who else who would have been better. I don't know. I can't think of anybody right now, but maybe you know somebody what, will is come she up. like the nineteen? Is she's like the nineteen eighty sevens, nineteen ninety eight Cameron Diaz, Andy McDowell? Oh, Andy McDowell would have been great. Yeah, Andy McDowell yeah. should play this part. Actually, she. I feel of, like you could have put Andy McDowell. You probably could have put Hannah. Part. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually. I gotta agree with you. That's a really good one. I could see Andy McDowell in this film. 
she's almost like the dark haired version of her, you know, with the curlier hair and the yeah. more the southern drawl because she's from South Carolina. North but, Carolina. I thought she was South Carolina. Oh, is she from I think she's from she's from Aiken, I think. But she lives in Black Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy that you know that. Um <laughs> uh but I mean I'm gonna go on the way and say I like Roxanne. I mean, okay. Uh, that's fine. Daryl Hannah as Roxanne. I'm not and I agree with you, I'm not a huge fan of hers. I'm not like, oh man, she's the best actress ever in the whole wide world. But I thought this film, she was I thought the casting was right and I could see she, I don't know. I just felt her, I felt her charm. I felt her charming and warm yeah. and someone that he could totally woo. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. That's, that's fine. I, I will say though, I've got, I've got some, I feel like I got other problems with some characters, some reservations. Uh, no, not, I don't, I just, just then, I, I there's some characters okay. that I don't really like in this movie. All right. Well, let's move on from uh, Daryl Hannah. Now we have Rick Russovich as uh, Chris McConnell, who is like yeah. the, the now pro, he's like the pro, right? He comes in to help out. Uh, he comes to help the, the fire pro firefighter, firefighter. The pro firefighter to help the uh, volunteer guys. So it must, he must yeah. be like a full time guy too mm -hmm. with the chief. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I don't, did they explain like how he ends up in this super tiny town no, where why he's got all this? They really experience. didn't. He just was like rolled up with the. He just rolled into town and uh, yeah. But uh, good looking guy, you know. He's just uh, the fun loving, just bro. And yeah, he was Rick Rossovich for people that would know. I mean, he was a kind of big deal at this time. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, he was in Top Gun, Top Gun, Terminator. and the Terminator. And I'm sure some other things, but <laughs> didn't he do like a bike cop show for a little bit, or maybe a maybe bike, a bike cop show? I could be wrong. Pacific Blue, yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't oh, know if that's yeah. a I don't know if that's a bike. Yes, show. it's described as Baywatch on bikes. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just I don't know why I just pulled that out. But well. he's so he becomes the third person that we just like you just talked about where Cyrano like grabs somebody else and uses that person as mm -hmm. a vessel to speak to his object of desire this is uh chris rich russovich rich russovich's character is the Ross. guy yeah roxanne uh finds attractive yeah and he then it's later, a classic love triangle yeah, it goes down the in well, use and then so not, but... charlie um uses chris as his mouth or you know i guess not so much mouthpiece but Vessel, what? vessel to well, well, Chris uses Charlie as, as his, his mouthpiece, mouth. right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But the problem with that is that Charlie also has feelings, yeah, he, for Roxanne. He thinks Roxanne is and really, really deeper, like yeah. more intimate oh, yeah. feelings. Yeah, than, he does. Yeah, yeah. So, how do we start his film off? Like he's like walk, he's like just walking down the street. Oh, you okay? So you want to start off with the? Uh, I just want to start off be in jail for the rest <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> It was kind of funny. I mean, this is, I just thought, I loved your take on this. Like, uh, he's walking down the street with his uh, random tennis racket, which we later find out he just goes to the cafe or does, I can't remember. He goes to either the Yeah, cafe. he never went to play tennis. Yeah, he never went to play tennis. So I don't know why he has the he has a racket. And we have two dudes, and there's, okay, there's no snow anywhere around, right? This is like, a, I mean, it's Washington, I guess we're supposed to assume, but it looks like summer. It's in it, July. It was filmed it's in, in July. July. It was July because they have a scene. We have July. two guys who are clearly drunk carrying ski equipment, like skis and some ski poles. Yeah, yeah. And some like a case of beer with them. And one happens to be Kevin Nealon. I apologize, right, from apologize, SNL. Yeah, apologies to the other actor. I, I didn't recognize I, him. I recognized him. I um, couldn't remember his name. Rich Schneider. Yeah, so they're walking or up. Schneider. They're yeah. walking up the hill and they see him. They see um. Charlie, Steve Martin coming down. And he, Steve Martin's wearing like a, you know, like a, 
kind of a police looking hat. He's got a badge on his white shirt. You had to see him, but he's wearing a white shirt and a tie and like slacks. But he has a, he's a fire chief. Yeah, so he's, a he's got a badge. He's got a badge to his left on his left. And they immediately think he's like a cop at first and like, oh, whoa, he's a cop. And then they take a closer look at him like, oh, he's just a fire. Oh, man. see, I actually took that to mean that they knew exactly who he was. Like, yeah. like they recognize like this was not the first. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know, but they well, were clear, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, they were but... clearly drunk, and I think they were at first at, 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 like nervous that like oh man, a cop's gonna bust us for like drunkenness. I mean, I don't even know what they were afraid of. Well, there is a there are laws about public yeah. drunkenness and carrying ski equipment, ski equipment in, July. in July, yeah, and a case of be- an open case of beer, on right, the right? Yeah, right, right. and so they see him, and they then they see his nose, right? And yeah. they make a comment about like what a huge nose, and we find out. I mean, this is a thing. So Steve Martin doesn't like his nose. He has a lot of self, uh, you know, con- he's very self conscious, self conscious about his yeah. nose. And then he goes on to this. She like, needs to work out. Yeah, therapy. Yeah, uh, and he goes on to say like, you know, I love your, sh- I admire your shoes. And the guy's like, well, hey. right. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. And then they, um, and they're like, whatever, big nose. And then. What he's like pretends he's gonna do karate. They say no. They, then they're like, he's like, I don't know karate. And then they kind of lose their guard. And he goes, he proceeds to kick their butts, and he's beating him up with like all. He the hits equipment. them first. Yeah, he hits them first. He kicks them both. I mean, better than I think Steven Seagal's ever kicked. I mean, kick, kick. He kicks them in the gut, and then and that's called assault. Yeah, you can't and he, just kick somebody. And then he goes with the racket that he never uses throughout the film, later in the film, and is beating him. And he's like doing the like fifteen love. 40 30 and i think he skipped over he like he went to like 15 and he went to 45 love hmm. i thought it's 15 each increment i don't know yeah i'm not a big tennis I'm man not a tennis player but i thought you'd go next one would be like 30 love then four then 45 love but he, he went from 15 to 45 matter. i was a little upset about that but, it doesn't matter. but instead of that you're more upset that he initiates the yeah the he contact. totally starts it and I get it, I get it, but the man's been defending his nose for some time. He's going to teach these dudes well, a lesson. See, I also got the impression throughout the movie that he is prone to violence over people just looking at his nose. He is prone, or yeah. or like, well, this is the only time he's had to like. Yeah, but like, he gets, but Chris gets warned when he gets to town, like, don't look at the nose, and then right. like everybody like runs yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, this guy has got problems. Yeah, so nobody he's, is, he's got is some talking deep, to him. He's about got some deep seated issues. Yeah. yeah. And so You're right. he does end with violence. And Roxanne would but be imagine, better off running from this guy. But wouldn't you think like uh imagine you're like maybe a forty year old dude and all your life people are just ragging on you and you know, just giving you a hard time about your nose. And especially if you go into like a new situation, like, oh god, I gotta go and these news people are gonna people are gonna be smart no. about me. He's like all right. Well, <laughs> maybe sorry. you just gotta believe he's been teased. You know, I, I can I can get the the teasing thing, but that's yeah. Fine, but... So he kicks these guys' butts. So we see he's a tough dude, right? He can hold his own. He's a little smart, Alec, and he's also kind of tough. And mm. then he goes to like the cafe or something. I don't know, but he's back at the. He's now at the volunteer firefighting. I mean, actually goes straight to the the department. I thought so. I thought he well, maybe he went to the cafe. Cafe. Dixie's cafe. Also got confused. But Roxanne gets, was, she but... gets, I mean, this is so hilarious because she's out in a robe. Yeah. In her back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then she locks herself out her of her house. cat. Like, yeah. she's trying to get her cat in and locks herself out and out, loses her robe and then she's like nude. Yeah. And but she, she had the wherewithal to make her way to the fire department. Yeah. Not really sure. Is there police? There's no police in this town. 
No, please. Just the fire department. Just the fire department. And she goes to the back door and is like, hey, and then she runs in the bushes. There's a lot of bushes in this film. People hiding it's, in bushes. It was Pacific <clears throat> Northwest. Oh, okay. Yeah. And That's what uh, you get. Yeah. So Charlie answers the door and she's like, I need a, can I get a coat? And can somebody help me get into my house? Yeah. And he's like, or he's like, no, he's like, do you want a coat? And she's like, no. She says something to be sarcastic, but she says she's ironic. And you pointed that out. Yeah. That's yeah. not irony. It's sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> Astronomer. Yeah. Whatever. I don't believe. I don't believe. <laughs> you don't believe she's an astronomer. I don't believe she's an educated person at all. <laughs> oh, is this like the? Uh, this is like. Uh, um, this is kind of like uh, Doctor Christmas Jones and Denise Richards. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe. From on a world is not enough. You're like Maybe. this chick is not a nuclear physicist. <laughs> well, also later on, uh, not to get too, not to go out of order, but later on when something, oh, when Chris. When Chris is talking about wanting to talk to her, but doesn't know how to talk to her because she's like smart, you know, and, uh, you know, he, somebody says something about rocket science and incredibly, oh, and incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like, she's like a, I mean, it's not rocket science, right? It's like, well, she is, but she is a rocket, but she's not, she's but she's not, she's an astronomer. It's just astronomer. That's not yeah, rocket science working on like, a, <laughs> she's not yeah. built. She's, she's not, not building a, rockets. No, yeah. She's not an engineer. Yeah. You made a good point there. So that's where Charlie and her and he meet, right? And he helps her get back into her house, and they just have a quick little talk. And she's talking about the stars, and he kind of—I don't like, know—he like makes himself at home. And yeah, he, he does. He kind of sits down. <laughs> and says, well, she's here. She's beautiful, and she's wearing nothing under this robe that I just found her. And we see this like kind of gag that kind of goes throughout the film too. In order for him to get into the house, he does these like heroic gymnastics. <laughs> yes, um, off of like bars that are, I guess just yeah. conveniently placed on these homes that yeah. you can do this, which we we've deduced that were probably <laughs> added to the added to the house for the filming. Yeah. And there's no way this man this is very is, well placed. Like, yeah. You know, clearly this he's just this agile and and powerful. And, yeah. The whole point they're setting him up the 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 CD character, the Charlie character are setting him up that he's he's got all these everything skills. in skills everything i mean yeah. he yeah. is he's a well-rounded guy he's a fighter he's he, he knows what to say he's a comedian yeah but he does he's it all. got but he's he also, got this one thing he also that... does house gymnastics i mean <laughs> yeah. he's incredible that's right yeah, yeah. so he yeah. does the gymnastics get her in the house and, and he, he does kind of keep himself there yep <laughs> <laughs> that's right but with a really really large nose that's right yeah yeah, yeah i mean the if he only had a ponytail instead of the nose, he would have been set. Say something about my nose. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we bring up Steven uh, in 2024, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we learn that she's in town. One of my resolutions. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I think we see, yeah, Chris coming into town mm -hmm. with, um, I think his name was Chuck, who's one of the, um, who's the proprietor of All Things Dead and that's also a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. And they're all just like, dude, you must be a, you must be a whiz with the ladies because he's a tall, handsome dude, you know, yeah. and we find that Chris is a good looking guy, but he doesn't seem to have the mental fortitude. Um, he's kind of a, a meathead. A moron. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of a, very, yeah, a meathead. I mean, he's a nice guy, but he just doesn't have the intel. He's just not an intellectual, right? He wouldn't no. be he wouldn't be having in depth conversations with Dr. Frederick Crane. You know, he's uh, a <laughs> he's just your every 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 guy's guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the way to put it. I like Russovich. I thought he played well, but you said you would like to see someone else in the Oh, I would have put Michael Dudikoff in Which, I, <laughs> I mean, they kind of look like each other in a way. They do. I mean, but 
I don't know. I thought Rusevich played really well with the meathead. I mean, he did the he just everything he says. He's like, oh, it's you uh, know, it's fine. Yeah, I, right. Uh, you know, just he was perfect at it, man. I thought he 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 really nailed this character. Yeah, um, it's fine. I just didn't think he was like a very strong actor. I think he's I think he's fine in the like the other movies we mentioned where he's you know more he's definitely like third or fourth tier character you know he shows up and he's only in like a, a scene or two right but this one where he's essentially at the third lead mm-hmm. yeah i don't I, I think he's a little bit out of his league on it but anyway well yeah if you compare him between you know to the i guess the but maybe the skills of but maybe Martin. maybe he's actually really good yeah and i he he's coming across so well as the unintelligent guy i don't know i don't know whatever yeah, so we see a, a kind of a quick bar scene where we meet Sandy, the bartender, and uh, oh, yeah. Dixie, who's like the owner of the uh, cafe, played by Shelley Duvall, played by Shelley um, Duvall, and yeah, she's she like was also, kind of a big deal. And she's also renting the house that um, Roxanne is staying at while she's studying the stars. And um, who who is Dixie? Dixie, she's the proprietor of the home as well. She owns the house. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay, because remember, there's a scene where like. Uh, Charlie says, I, I think you're, you're stiffening her for $9,000 or you're overcharging her for $9,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I wasn't paying attention. It's okay. I mean, it was kind of a lame scene. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, and so, but this is where also now, you know, Chris sees Roxanne and Roxanne sees Chris and there's like something bubbling and brewing, yeah. you know, and, um, it's ready to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's strictly like a a physical attraction there. Like neither neither one knows anything about the other, um, and so you know we we are we don't. It's just it's all about yeah. Like, so we introduce we introduce we got we now have yeah we now have Chris um, and he actually goes and there's a small funny part where he goes back to the uh, fire department and he's yet to meet the chief and Andy played by. Michael Pollard, who is our connection. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. We connected this to Scrooge from Scrooge. (laughs) Uh, Michael Pollard played. uh, I can't remember. What was his name in Scrooge? He was the um, Herman Herman. Yeah, the homeless guy. Mm -hmm. So Michael Pollard plays Andy. He's one of the volunteers. And he's like, have you met the chief? And uh, Chris is like, no, he's like, well, he's kind of funny looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a like, lot. Yeah, I know. He's got a big nose, right? He's there's got a big a, nose. There's a, there's a couple of scenes, couple where, of scenes where they're, they're like, building people him up, are like building him up. Building him up about like, yeah, yeah, there's another word. Damon Wayne's character mentions a few things and they're like. And then when when he actually does meet him, um, yeah, he's just like is fixated on it. Yeah. You know, despite all the warnings, you all know, the, it's like. <laughs> it's, it's a funny right. scene. Yeah. He's like, he's just, yeah. It's like. Yeah. Trans. He's like in a trance, like staring at uh, Steve Martin's nose. Yeah, but I think Steve Martin, he doesn't blow up at him. Well, there's, re- there's a reason yeah. why. Yeah, we can talk we about can cover that. that on the other side. Happy New Year! Now that the holidays are over and we are full into January, it's time you should shift your focus on the next most significant of holidays. Valentine's Day! Valentine's Day is the most important day to show your loved one that you really care. And this year, forgo the cliche cards of candy and get them something they truly cherish. Fur. That's right, I said fur. And not just any fur. I'm talking about the finest furs you can only find at the greatest fur emporium around. All things dead. That's right, folks. This is your neighbor Chuck Belarus telling you to come on down to our local store right here in Nelson, where you are guaranteed to find your Valentine's Day gift among our fine fur selections. We have it all. 
fur coats, fur jackets, fur hats, fur blankets, even fur wall decor. And yes, it's fur real. From mink to rabbit or alpaca to llama, the fur options go further than you can imagine. Is your loved one a hunter? Be sure to ask about our taxidermy and mounting services. The freeze-dried animals are incredibly lifelike. So don't wait. Get your next Valentine's Day gift right here, right now, at All Things Dead. See you soon. So the reason why is, you know, since um, their first meeting, uh, you know, when he got her back into her house from being locked down, they've kind of started like a budding friendship. He's helping her like carry a telescope. And he's, she's kind of now kind of telling her the story. And so she becomes more, they become, they kind of start a friendship and she's out and about with him a lot, yeah. you know, and just nightlife in the town of Nelson. And there's a pivotal scene where they're out just, I guess, in the bar, you know, yeah. one of the bars, maybe the second or third bar scene where a guy approaches uh, Charlie and says, I hear you're really tough. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm tough. And he's like, whatever, big nose. And then that just sets Charlie off. He's like, big nose. I mean, I could have, I could have created something better than big nose. Mm -hmm. He's like, and he's like, you know, you throw a dart and whatever you want to whatever number. And I'll get, I'll make up that many jokes. And then he hits 20. He's like, ah, let's do it again. He does it again, hits 20. And then he has to rattle off 20, 20 jokes about his, about a nose. Yeah. How to, how to call somebody. Other than Big Nose, because the guy's Big Nose is just not intellectual enough for Charlie. You right. Know? He's right. heard them all, and he's like, let me know. So he riles off. He goes to the scene where he riles off really funny jokes, and he like, he kind of like gives them titles and what have you, but it's a funny scene, and it's like a big hurrah, and everybody yeah. thinks it's lovely. It's essentially Steve Martin doing a stand-up. Yeah, stand-up yeah. routine. Mm -hmm. And so at the, I guess he sees Dixie like the day, next day before, and then or the night before, or the day after, and Dixie says, oh, hey, Roxanne's in love. Yeah, but he misinterprets it as she's in love with him after his big performance, and she's really into Chris. Yeah, and so when Chris did, is did like, Dixie, did Dixie know that it was Chris and not Charlie? That I feel I like don't, that I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not sure entirely sure because I feel like that. Why would she tell him that if yeah. it wasn't him? But but you know. Yeah. Somehow he got into mind when Dixie told her that the Oxens in love. He assumed it was he after his big performance of drop, dropping all those twenty jokes and making everybody laugh, and then punching that guy in the face. More violence. Um, well, that the, was different. That was the, guy, the other guy took a swing. The guy first. took a swing first. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different. And it was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, oh, when he hits him, you know, and he yeah. walks over, and he's like, did he fall down? You yeah, know? which is kind of, you know, just. Steve Martin. Yeah. So when, yeah. So when Chris first meets uh, Charlie and he goes crazy about his nose, everybody runs away. Like all the guys run out of the room because they think, you know, the, you know, Charlie's going to blow up. Right. But he's not because he's happy because he's like in love that she's in love. And he's like, you know, he, he says something like, because she didn't yesterday, but today she does. So he like lets her off. And then she reaches, then Roxanne says, hey, I want to meet you. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like hiking in the woods or hiking like on a mountaintop or whatever. And, She's like, I'm really in love. I'm really, I just, I really can't believe how much I love this guy, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time, you know, Charlie thinks she's talking about him. And then she's like, but I, we haven't even spoken to each other because each time Chris runs into Roxanne, he like leaves. Yeah. It was, pukes. I, I think, yeah. Cause there's that one scene where they meet in a restaurant. Well, they, they see him they, in a restaurant. Yeah. yeah and he afar. like, Runs to the bathroom, yeah, because he's like having like a, and a then panic escapes attack through the the, the window, right. and the then bathroom. he like tries to wash his face, and he spills water on his pants, and he's freaking out. So yeah. he just runs to the he like gets out the bathroom window, right? Because yeah. he can't, he just has a hard time. He like loses it every time he sees her because he's just so intimidated by her, her beauty. 
Whatever. <laughs> I will see, man. Okay. I thought she was good in this film. Okay. Um, I mean, it was believable to me. <laughs> I think it may be a case of like this little town. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we had a fi- not a lot of fish in this, in this <laughs> yes, fish pond. Exactly. Right. So, um, so he finds out she's like, I haven't spoke to him, and he realizes, oh, it's Chris that she is infatuated with, and not me. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I hear you're working with him now. Is there a way you can set us up? Yeah. And he's like, oh, let me see what I can do. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then there's like a small scene where um, I don't know, just they save a cat. And this, those guys are, it was just kind of funny. They just, oh, the fire, de- fire, fire department. They yeah. get the, like, the light, <laughs> they get the little trampoline out and they're moving back and forth under the thing. And they're like, Andy is just sitting in the grass, like, just losing it. And, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with, with Chris and, and, uh, Charlie or CD, what do we want to call him? Charlie or CD? I would call him Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. yeah. So with Chris and Charlie, yeah, um, and they come up with this idea of writing letters to Roxanne. And so Charlie, because he can't Chris, talk to her. Yeah, yeah he can't like, talk hey, to her in person. Like, I can't, do, like, it can't do it. I can't, I can't do call it. her. So, I just, I can't do it. Uh, I don't really remember who, who recommends the writing the letters thing. Maybe Charlie. I think Charlie. Did yeah, originally. Charlie recommends yeah. the writing letters. So, he thinks it's a great idea. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's this. You know, he's like trying to write a letter and he doesn't, he can't do it. And Spend so, all day writing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was one of those like, Hey, I really think you're neat. Please check. check me. If you like <laughs> me, check this box. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was actually funny. Yeah. And then he's like, you, you can't write that. So he's like, he didn't, then Charlie, cause, cause he came over to Charlie's house and he, Charlie reads the letter that, um, that Chris has written. Um, and with uh, anticipation to send to Roxanne, he's like, this is, you can't send her to this. Yeah. And so he's like, tell me what, how'd you feel? And he's like, you know, he's like, uh, he says a lot of inappropriate yeah, stuff. He, and he's trying to like tell yeah. him, he's, he's trying, trying to, to dictate get, to him, like, yeah. Hey, write this down. So he, he, he can't like follow it yeah. that well. Yeah. And so he just, he convinces Where did you Charlie yeah. to just to write it yeah. himself. Cause he and can't, the, yeah, he can't write the stuff that Charlie's coming up with. Yeah. He's so like, he's going to write, Charlie's going to write it, but then Chris is going to sign his yeah. name to it. But in reality, Charlie's writing this more from his feelings, from yeah. his heart, yes. Yeah, yes. you know, and not as Chris, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, is the letter? Does the letter work or what? Well, of course the letter oh, works. Oh, it works. Of okay. course the letter works. She likes like, the letter. Charlie's got a way with words. Yeah, she's like this guy. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. He's a master of diction so she's like again she's with charlie and dixie at one night and she's repeating some lines to the letter and she's like i really want to meet him now can you set me up and charlie's like Ugh. <laughs> he's like all right and so then he tells chris and chris is like having a panic attack he's like he's like yes and he immediately starts going into a panic attack because about about meeting her yeah and yeah. they're like well what are we gonna <laughs> what are we gonna do and he's like i have an idea yeah so that involves uh that involves a a an earpiece mm-hmm. and a hunter's cap. Yeah, and, like the plaid hunter cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when I'm he, a hunter, yeah. So so Charlie <laughs> can feed the lines to from Chris a van. from a van, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that does actually get funny because when they get some interference from He's the like, police, car three, <laughs> car three, possible two hundred four on Main Street. Police in this town. We yeah. guess we yeah. can find that out. Uh, just not where we need them. Right. But. So he's awkwardly like repeating words through like whatever Charlie's saying. Um, yeah. And he's kind of like. Kind of just dishing them out, but a little too much. Like he's acting them out. I, I'll, I'll admit, and like this is when I really started to pick up on 
point. Roxanne has got some low standards for guys. I, I assume that she's she's being portrayed as this intellectual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why yeah. is she wasting her time with this guy? She drops the word. Ex, uh, was it a uh, extemporaneous? <laughs> So that's a huge, that was that's a huge word. <laughs> that was the buzz being word. Much, well, yeah, I got to look at it this way. She's young. She's a graduate student. So she's learning a lot of stuff, but she probably still has like she sees a handsome guy. So she's probably like, yeah. And then he wrote her a letter to have I guess all... it's the, the reverse of what I said about there's not not many options when she when he sees her mm-hmm. because she's just not seeing that many other options in town either right and so she's like whoa i'm not playing to this good this is the only one he wrote me a letter we are going to be the best looking couple in town and he wrote me a letter that was like wax poetic but i mean yeah i would (laughs) i would agree at this scene she should have had her radar up like oh yeah like uh yeah this guy no you're not making a lot of sense but he does he like so he goes and he takes the hat off and then he's like, he's on his own. He can't do anything. Like, yeah. He's like freaking out. I don't, how does he lose his hat? He just gets mad or because of the, the police interference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, and he, he's messing up. He can't say he it. just pulls, he's pulls it off. He also, you can see the wire under the cap. Yeah. Too, it's all which, gosh, man, wasn't that great? Yeah. You're supposed to be observing yeah, comments yeah, yeah. in the sky. You can't even see. That and later. so she's like, tell me, say something, say something romantic, like in your letter, which is really putting my man on the spot. You know? She yeah. is. She She's is. Hardcore. I don't understand. Yeah. She, what is her expectation? She's like, Why does she need this? Yeah, she needs him? it bad. She's like, woo me now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she needs so much from him right now. And that then he's moment. like, why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? He gets so like dumb. He just dumbs everything down. He's like, yeah. oh, you're beautiful. And then and he then, says some appro- in a Appropriate Very things. inappropriate things. We're not going to repeat. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, keeps repeating ex- extemporaneous because she used that word, yes. <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, and um, then he like loses it, says some bad things, and he heard uh, like a, a pickup line earlier from one of the sleazier guys, the guy who uh, Chuck who runs uh, All Things Dead. He's like June nineteen eighty five. She's like, oh, right. she's like, what? <laughs> he's like, you're the playmate, June nineteen eighty five, right? And then she runs in the house. And he's all frustrated and mad. And Charlie's like, "Wait, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do something here." Yeah, yeah. So they have, uh, they have a, a kind of a, um, I don't know. They reconvene. They're like, "All right, we're gonna try this again. Got to get her attention. Call from, call to her. Get her attention from the ground up to her bedroom window." Hands him some pebbles and he yeah, he grabs like a rock and <laughs> slings it through a window. She's like, "What do you want?" You know, and it's kind of a. Also, she shook all the police there. Now, is this so. like a is this a scene from the play from the original play? This where, is actually where we're wooing her from yeah, yeah, yeah. below into her window. Yeah, like yeah, comes like is. a Rapunzel thing, if you will. No, yeah. well, Rapunzel's up high, and you're just not climbing her hair, right? Uh, yeah, or maybe like a Romeo and Juliet. Like she's, this, I think of it more like Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet but yeah. yeah, this is definitely like a, where Cyrano is in the bushes feeding lines to. I need to. I need to figure out what the real guys, the guy in the original play, was name was. Well, this is kind of a funny scene because, like, um, at first he's like really messing up and he's trying to tell her what to say, and he's like doing pantomimes and he's messing up the words even more. And she's like, "What? What are you trying to say?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He can't. He can't." And then like Steve Martin's like, he finally grabs him and pulls him into the bushes. Yeah. And like pushes like they change hats and change jackets, and so he like conceals himself, and now it's him, right? Just basically wooing her with his own words of rhapsody right. 
And she's like, why is your voice changed? And he's like, he goes on. Blah, she, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's been spending all this time with Charlie. She can't pick up with this Charlie's voice. Yeah, I know. That's what kind of shocked me, too. I mean, it's all like, <laughs> Sounds exactly like Charlie. I mean, I've only been watching maybe 30 minutes of this film, and I was like, that's Charlie. Hey, <laughs> but it's, there's some funny scenes because they're, uh, they're like, it's, he's like, he's like, what are you, Chris is like, what are you doing? It's too much. And she's like, go on. And yeah. he's like, wait, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then he like Chris interrupts uh Charlie and's like, I want to make love to you. And he's like, Shut up, Chris. <laughs> and she's like, What? And he's like, I mean, I just need to tell myself to stop. All I want to hear you say is yes. And then she says yes, and then you know, Charlie goes in and I think or no, Chris goes in and Charlie feels like he's he celebrates that he's able to, but he I think he's just so infatuated with the fact that he was able to woo her and get her Yeah. But in reality, he should be like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just basically, yeah, let him walk in and take the woman, you know? Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's that is what's going on here. Which is kind of weird because then after that fact, he sees the, the some of the like the four older women that we kind of seen throughout the movie that they're just kind of like comic relief. Yeah. And he sees them and he like falls out of a tree and he tells them like, oh, you need to go to Roxanne's house because of kind of elaborate story but it basically coerces these ladies to go kind of interrupt the meetings yeah so, this was a weird scene yeah i don't know and i think it's just maybe him trying to maybe again interrupt um whatever was going on between right right, um, right. chris and roxanne um so then roxanne has to go away or something she leaves town yeah and... so she was she was supposed to go back to arizona i think uh to her graduate professor or something like that anyway uh yeah so she had to go away and um so then we see like a yeah it's like a montage of um of of charlie writing letters to and, her and dropping and, them in a post office box right and like trying to avoid people seeing him do it too like he's doing it incognito or he's just like getting he's trying to be like just real coy about like dropping letters. I don't know why would anybody be like, Hey, why are you writing letters? They wouldn't really care. Yeah. You know? So he, all right. So he, she goes and gives her hotel address to Charlie to give to Chris. So Chris can write. Mm -hmm. He, but Charlie doesn't tell Chris this part. Mm -hmm. And so he's writing letters with, and Chris doesn't know about it. So this comes back to bite him later. Yeah, and in in the meantime too, Chris is at a bar. He's at he's back at the bar, the yeah. two seventy nine club. Yeah, and he's just having a beer, and he's like kind of just chatting up with Roxanne, and he realizes that they oh, can't, Sandy. I'm sorry, Sandy. Excuse me. Yeah, Sandy. Sandy. Oh, oh, Sandy. And you can tell they're they're clearly more compatible as far as yeah. like you know. Yeah, they've yeah. got way more in common. Way more in common. Yeah, and they've he been, can he can actually talk to yeah, her. Yeah, they've been places. There's places she wants to be that he's been. Or they there's things that she wants to do that he he thinks is awesome. Um, he's he makes a really corny joke and she thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it what this she's he's stuff that wouldn't fly with Roxanne. Roxanne right. would have higher standards. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Well, I don't want to really get the." I know you're kind of seeing Roxanne. He's like, no, it's cool. We can still talk, you know? Yeah. So, but you just see a scene where he's kind of, you know. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like the Sandy thing kind of comes out of nowhere, but, and, you know, it's, kind well, of, it's for but a, it makes sense. It's for and a it, purpose. And it does, it does have a purpose. 
Um, anyway, Roxanne eventually uh, comes back to town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And um, what was it? Like, looks wants to know. So, yeah, she's got all those yeah. letters, right? And she wants to see Chris, right? Right. And there's this funny scene where, like, um, Charlie is like, oh, man, I guess he's talking to Dixie. Oh, he's in Dixie's cafe, and they're just chat- they're chatting about, you know, I don't know. I can't remember what, exactly what they're talking about. But uh, Chuck comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, Chris is headed out to Roxanne's because Roxanne came back early. And Charlie's like, oh, man, I got to go tell Chris. I mean, I wrote her uh, several letters. Yeah. It turns out 20 letters, like yeah. three letters a day. <laughs> yeah. um, so he runs he like runs out to Roxanne's house. And there's kind of a funny scene. It's a little funny where, um, you know, Chris is up in Roxanne's room with her. They're just chatting as, as she's just arriving back. And then he sees like, uh, like, like, of course, then Charlie does his gymnastics, get up to the window. Mm-hmm. He sees yeah, Chris sees Charlie outside. He's like, I got to tell you something. So he's like, all right. And then he's like, Roxanne, I think there's someone at your door. He's trying to get Roxanne out. So then he goes, uh, he goes back down. I don't know. It's just like they keep missing each other. He either goes downstairs and Charlie's back upstairs or gets into the room. Then Charlie goes downstairs and Chris goes back upstairs. It's just, he does it like two or three times. Yeah. It's just a funny scene. There's a point where he, Charlie's in the room with them and he's be, be getting crushed behind the door and his like, nose is getting crushed. Um, and he's like, just go downstairs, just go, just go downstairs. And then he runs downstairs and they finally meet on the porch. And yeah, this is where Charlie's like, hey, man, uh, he wrote her like three letters a day. Yeah. Uh, more like 20. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to let you know that. And so he's like, OK, cool. So he runs back up. So then Chris goes back upstairs to Roxanne. And Roxanne is just like in love with all these letters. And she's like, you know, tell me like, um tell me i'm just tell me about what you like think tell me say something nice to me just give me give me think of what you wrote and he's like i'm trying <laughs> which i thought was funny and he's just like teach me what you know and he's like uh i know i know a little guitar i mean i could maybe teach you and she's like no, i want to travel with you he's like i hate pasta and he like <laughs> he, he's so intimidated by her because i mean she wants she wants charlie's words yeah you know and he can't he can't deliver so he like panics and like um runs out of the he just runs out of the house right and uh, yeah yeah so he runs out of the house and then immediately we see a scene where there's sandy in a car and yeah he it, like she's like waiting yeah immediately and yeah. i guess that was, we're supposed to figure that Wait, was she waiting for him or she just knew he just knew that she was going to be, be there? there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think uh, so he comes and she's so Sandy sees uh, Chris and she's like, did you tell her? And he's like, nah, but I'll write her a letter, you know, <laughs> and she's like, all right, I got some stationery in the car. Let's go. You know, I guess yeah. they're driving out. To he Tom. doesn't even yeah. going to Vegas or Tahoe or uh, she was talking about going to Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. And then wanting to move to reno mm-hmm. um yeah because it turns out chris wants to be like a blackjack dealer what is it what is well, he doing? apparently that's what his his aim is now yeah but that gave all, up being a fire but that all came up just because sandy says sandy, something to yeah. him in the bar as yeah. he's like dealing cards right. like oh yeah because he deal cards like super fast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like she saw him do it one time yeah, it's like oh you should be a dealer yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> that one time is all he needed that's to do he needed. he's now the blackjack dealer of the 
of the um I guess of the stars. I don't know. I don't know. So he leaves. She, they're not gonna make it. He leaves. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna make it. They're not gonna make it at all. No. Um Roxanne uh calls Roxanne calls Charlie to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And um she's like, Hey, I want you to read this letter. Yeah, well, because did we say that Dixie dropped the letter that Charlie was writing at the diner? I think so. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she left that. And there was another letter that, that Chris had left too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of letters in this film. There's a lot of letters. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So he asked, she asked Charlie, Hey, read this letter. And so the one that Chris had left and it was, <laughs> it was very simple. It was like, Hey, Roxanne, uh, I found another girl. She's really cute too. Um, I'm truly sorry. T R U L E Y. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has the other letter that, you know, was supposedly written by Chris and she's like now using logic and, you know, you yeah. know, using like deductive skills that you think any astronomy graduate <laughs> student would have, yes. you know, but again, you get caught up in love and emotions. I it can blur so. the, it can blur the rational mind. I guess and she's so. like, wait a minute. This is two different. This is two different letters yeah. from two different people, and um, she confronts Charlie. And well, Dixie also writes on the back of the letter right, that yeah. Charlie had written. So yeah, P.S. Uh, Charlie wrote, wrote. So Dixie ratted him out. Yeah, she ratted him out, and then yeah. she's uh, Dixie so she, got involved when she shouldn't gotten involved. Well, but I think uh, throughout the film, which we, I mean, throughout the film though, Dixie is like trying to encourage Charlie to strike while the iron's hot. You know, why are you doing this for Chris when this should be something you should be doing? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And so she was like, you know what? She's just like, I'm going to let the stars align by writing this. <laughs> by I, I Let the stars align by aligning the stars. By myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's two opposite. And so, so Roxanne's furious with Charlie because they set her up and she's not upset. She's upset and they kind of argue and he's like, he's out on the porch. She's like, you need to get out. He's like, wait a minute, I am out. You get inside. It was kind of a funny saying. She's yeah. like, you get inside. You So she goes inside and is like, I don't know why I said this, but it's like 10 seconds, 10 more seconds and I'm leaving. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to I don't be know what that either. Meant. Like, clearly she was mad at you and she shut the door in your face. So I don't know why you were saying 10 more seconds and I'm leaving. But then she comes back out and she's like, oh, I, don't know. I thought you said earn more sessions while I was leaving. Yeah. And he's like, why would I say that? It's like, I don't know. That's why I came out here. But yeah, they just kind of, it was kind of a, throwaway joke i think yeah, but I whatever guess. um yeah but so he does this countdown though and then he stops because he smells something with that fantastic nose of his yeah yeah and uh he so he walks all the way back to the fire station and he realizes there's a real fire somewhere going on somewhere there. there is mm -hmm. fire <laughs> somewhere in the entire world there's fire um yeah, so he tells he tells the uh, the fire crew to gear up, and then we see them walking down the middle of the street. The fire truck behind him as they're following his nose <clears throat> to the fire, mm -hmm. and um, they find the fire, and it turns out to be where they left the cow. It's like a barn, yeah, in the middle of this town. Yeah, yeah. with the cow. Yeah, bossy. that the 
uh, was it Bossy? That's the promotional cow that they use for that's the right. promotional Nelson Oktoberfest in July. That's right. Yeah. Wow, we skipped right over the Oktoberfest. Well, we certainly did. It's okay. Man. It was a really small, small scene. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. funny, though. Yeah. That they were... So the mayor, played by Fred Willard, is really, really all about promoting the town of Nelson because he's trying to raise money. You know, for people to come out to the town and, you know, the more people who know about the town, the more we can be, the more I can get you for fire, for the fire department. Yeah. And so that was his big, his big thing was to promote the Oktoberfest. Yeah. Which, how did it go, Michael? Not to. <laughs> uh, apparently not that well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people no are, people in July are not interested in going to an Oktoberfest. So. Right. So, yeah, they find it. And then here's they they kind of work in unison to take out the fire, right? All the guys throughout the whole film, this fire department has been kind of inept, bumbling, kind of funny, more like comic relief. But tonight, but this scene, they kind of put everything together and are able to put out the fire. And then, then everybody's back at Dixie's diner celebrating. And Charlie now leaves and goes to his home and he's just kind of sitting on top. There's a, there's kind of an important thing though, because there's a, there's a, a comment made about his nose. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. he for the first time Didn't does react. not right. React. He's like, we beat that fire by a nose. Yeah, and I got real quiet. Yeah, which is supposed to signify he's matured. Matured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of grown. He that's good job, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Look at that. Thank you. You're absolutely right. A little bit of character arc there. He's matured. He's grown from the. Uh, well, and jokes. he needed he needed to because the next he goes from there. Maybe and, that'll stop his violence. Too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So he goes from there, and the next time we see him, he's sitting on top of his house. Yeah, just kind of weird. But anyway, he's just sitting on top of his house. What was the scene earlier in the house? Earlier in the, there was a scene earlier in the movie where he kind of was like little boy. Kind of oh like, right, little right. heavy set boy was sitting. Yeah, on top who of was the also house. being bullied. And he was being bullied for his weight, and yeah. so he's sitting on top of his house and. Charlie kind of had like a one-on-one -on -one with him because he got it. He's like, I understand why you're bullied because I'm bullied for my nose. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So he's up on the house kind of feeling sorry for himself. You hear the sweet sax music, you know, and oh. <laughs> for any of you uh, 80s fans, you know, the sax is out there. This film is all about <laughs> yeah the sax music. Not a fan. I am. So not a fan. I like it. It reminds me of the 80s. Anyway, so he's on top of his house and contemplating that life thinking about all that he's done and where he is now. And then Roxanne walks up who's suddenly not mad anymore. Nope. And she loves his nose. She loves his yeah. big nose made and of flesh she, and bone. She also came to realizations about personality and other attributes are more important than looks, looks. alone. Mm -hmm. So she even kind of had a little growth. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, she even says that too, when she thinks it's Chris, because Chris is like, oh, man, I love it's just me. I love, I'm a guy. I like to work out. And she's like, well, you don't have to be that for me, you know? Yeah. So I think she the letters kind of helped changed her. Um, but then when she realized it was Charlie, she realized where her infatuation came from. Right. So. Right. So at the end, they um, they get together and the movie then just slowly pans with the sweet, soulful sax music <laughs> to the stars. And we see the comet, yeah. the Kowalski comet that we now oh. learn is now the Charlie, Charlie comet. comet. Because that's her father's name, right? Right. Yeah. Which I would hope that he she roll credits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's uh. That's. I mean, he finally, I guess, finally gets Roxanne. You know. He, yeah. They become an item. He. Yeah. I mean, we we assume. You know what I like about this town? 
and I don't know if this is true about the eighties and cause now with social media, but it's like another one of those movies where the town is everybody, everybody knows the town. It's a small town. Uh, yeah. I've like always liked that. Yeah, I've always I like that, that too. Kind of yeah. Cause even like when Fred Willard, the mayor gets up, he's like, I'd rather be with this great, this group of people than the, than the finest people in the world. And like, <laughs> it's like the whole town, like in this, in this little diner, which that also means that the people in this town are not among the finest people <laughs> in the world, but but yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, um, <laughs> Roxanne, Roxanne, yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a slight, it's a funny comedy and had some like, really good things. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I, I there it's got some it's got some charming parts to it. Um, but it's also got some annoying things that, you know, some of the characters, some of the actors. But so, was, I mean, tell me what was annoying. I don't. Daryl Hannah. Oh, uh, just Daryl <laughs> Hannah. OK, OK. I get uh, and even some of the I, I and. It's sort of unfair because this is this is being lifted from something else. So this is not like this is a take on another. Thing yeah. Yeah. So so a lot of these elements already existed in other realms. I I think maybe if it was just like a dramatic love story, maybe it, it doesn't wouldn't come across as mm -hmm. so odd. But I don't some of the weird things. character quirks like the like uh, Steve Martin being this. Oh, well, not just that, but like the. Super, I must be an fighter and being unfallible, an acrobat, thing. being unfallible with the exception of his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a super fighter. He should have probably been in Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> I mean, he had the skills. Yeah. I mean, beating people with racket, tennis rackets, punching them, and then doing the gymnastics. Eye gouges I mean. with his nose. Yeah, 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 he does. He does. He like pokes the guy in his face. Yeah. Kevin Nealon with his nose. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, I will think they went a little far with uh, like his um hmm. imper perfection, I guess, or like maybe. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I guess you could say that he was so self-conscious of this one thing that, that he, he developed. He overcompensated, overcompensated in, in every other yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. So. yeah. So, but yeah. So there you go. There's there's Roxanne. AKA Cyrano de Bergerac, 1987 set in Nelson, Nelson, Washington. Washington. Yeah. I don't know if that was pointless to say. Say there, are you a PhD student looking to study the stars, but don't want the hassle and noises of the big city lights? Well then come to our small town of Nelson. The stars shine bright here in the town of Nelson and the irresistible charm simply emanates from all of our local residents. Stop in the Dixie's Diner for a hearty home-cooked meal, or swing by the 279 Club for a little brew and billiards. And be sure to check out our annual Nelson's Oktoberfest. It's the only Oktoberfest celebrated in July. So what are you waiting for? Come on in and stay a while, right here in Nelson. Brought to you by the Visit Nelson Initiative and the Nelson Volunteer Fire Department. All right, so Mike, you've uh, discussed what you don't like and what you do like, and I've told myself a lot. I kind of think I've shared with a lot what I like about the film, and especially that sweet sex music. And, um, <laughs> and of course, I was a fan. And of course, uh, in contrast to you, I was a fan of Daryl Hannah in this film. Um, and but we can both agree that Steve Martin was a little bit too perfect, despite his 
schnoz. <laughs> um, I don't think that you and I, our opinions are going to be that off, even though I feel like it did. It probably did sound like that you were more pro than I was, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Right. No, I'm just saying it would just kind of, but we have to go to the scorecard. Right, right, right. So, um, we want to go ahead and, uh, yeah. What would you rate your, I wish we could get, we need to get some kind of like, uh, eventually want to get like a, like what a sound bar, you know, like your level of awesomeness. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. That would be just, cool. That was just me doing it with my own voice. Yeah. That but, would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if like, uh, we could start, monetizing this this bad boy maybe we can afford to right, right. we can get a little soundbar level of mike and pets level of awesomeness and you yes. have that guy with yeah, the deep this, voice that's right and the echo awesomeness awesomeness man we're gonna get peter cullen himself to come in here. what optimus prime optimus prime yeah <laughs> he's probably uh um I, I'm down with it, man. <laughs> I can sign up for that. Um, so where would you, uh, with given what we watched and what we just talked about, where would you, uh, would you rank this one? And again, points, uh, fractions, I should say, or decimals are, are allowed. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean. And I think we were going from one to five. We are going yep. one to five. Five being, five being the most awesome. Yep. One being Cutthroat Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing on the inside and on the outside. That's so funny. Um, I would give this a three. Okay. Solid three. Just three. I would give it. It's, it's a strong three. Okay. Um, it's definitely, it's not terrible. Um, but there are some glaring issues. So, but you know, a three is. When you, and again, you say glaring issues, you just mean Daryl Hannah and sex. <laughs> and I think you didn't like either that. Uh, and I and I you, didn't I didn't like Steve Martin's aggressiveness. Aggra- yeah, 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 that's a good very, way to put it. He was a very yeah. aggressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like you've you've you mentioned off air, like he didn't write it, so he probably wrote himself to be super awesome. Wouldn't you do the same? If you were to, I, would, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, folks. I can, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm going with, I'm going with, pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm going with a, with a strong three. Okay. Um, All right. Which still makes, which still puts it in that watchable, rewatchable bill right. category. Mm-hmm. Just not, just not a, a frequent rewatch. I'd probably give it about 0.75 bips more. Give it about a 3.75. Oh, you're edging out by a nose, huh? Yeah. So, you know me, um, if anyone's listened to this and listened to me uh, talk about any film in the 80s, I'm fondly. It's a Cyrano nose yeah, that uh, you've won by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm always fond of these movies, uh, like especially this film, which I watched a lot as a, as a young a young whippersnapper. It just kind of takes me it's back. Like an odd thing for a child. To watch. I don't know. I, just, it's, I don't know. I just I remember watching this a lot, maybe in my middle school and high school years, and mm-hmm. I've just always grown fond of it. I think it's a funny film. I think Steve Martin's great in it. And as I said prior, I I don't see a lot of the shortcomings of Daryl or Hannah. I think she's actually this is one of the better films. And I can't say I haven't seen it quite. I haven't seen her catalog, so um, I think she's great in this film. I think she does what she needs to do and. I don't know. I, I find <laughs> she her does what she. Well, needs I'm just saying, like do. she doesn't. I mean, she just plays this character really well, and she changes, and she's. Uh, I don't know. I think she. I mean, I think she fits the role of Roxanne really well, and. Um, um, well, I like her in this on this flick. So, okay, um, and that's fine. That's and fine. I like a lot of people. And I like, like the, I like the random cast of characters. You know, I like Fred Willard as the mayor. He's hilarious. 
I like uh, like you see Damon Wayne, a very young Damon Wayans show up. I thought he's pretty. I mean, he had small roles, but I liked all the guys who played. Uh, you know, the fire department, the volunteer fire department, and then um, and I thought Rusevich, even though you wanted uh, Dudikoff to be in this film, I think uh, yeah, yeah, I think Rusevich did a really good job as Chris. So it didn't have to be Dudikoff. Yeah, but I mean, I agree. It's not like a, <clears throat> it's not like the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. And it doesn't go. Above, it doesn't go over like a four, only because it's kind of a short film, and it's it's not really that short. Oh uh, well, it's like it? an hour and 40, 50 minutes. Maybe, yeah. Okay, maybe it just seems short to me because I've seen it so many times. Um, but I would, I would kind of bring it down because I agree with you with the. Actually, now that I think about it, I agree with you with his aggression. Like he's just too, like his. <sighs> Like he's just too perfect, with the exception of his right schnoz. And I'm like, more as I got older, now watching it, I'm like, wow, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a little too infallible, you know. But um, and then you know, of course, he's too much of the intellect. But you know, what intellectual? if intellectual? What if to play up that part of it, the whole so perfect except for one thing? Yeah, 1987. Who was the hottest? guy in Hollywood. Well, one of two. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, Schwarzenegger just came out of mind. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger could have yeah. played this part. Yeah. Yeah, he probably just put a have. nose on him. Yeah. Yeah. And they're have. like But would you I don't know. I I wouldn't I can see Sylvester Stallone. I can see Martin being more the intellectual that that uh now, Charlie, I, I, Charlie I get it. To, He's supposed Charlie, to, yeah. Charlie needs to be. Whereas yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 these two other guys you just mentioned, which don't get me wrong, they were popular in the eighties and I mean still popular now. I think they're great guys. Um I just I don't can't see a lot of them playing the intellectuals other than that one time like Stallone did what Tango and Cash and he put some glasses on. <laughs> we're gonna whoa, whoa, we are so going smart. to watch that movie. Yeah, oh I'm sure we will. In fact, um, in fact I I kinda lobbied for it because of Michael Pollard. Like, oh yeah, was Michael Pollard in Tango and Cash? Was Michael Pollard in Tango and Cash? It's been so awesome. since. Man, when we watch that, you're gonna be like, "Wow, we totally should have watched Tango and Cash from Michael Pollard." Yeah, well, we're gonna watch it anyways because uh, right. yeah, well, we're gonna get in there because that's Kurt Russell and Stallone, right? But th- right now, was I can't believe you're asking me these questions. We're talking about uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah and Roxanne. So yeah, I'd say three point seven five enough to say enough to say, hey, yeah, it's definitely rewatchable. Um, go back and watch it. Or just watch, if you have never seen it, go ahead and, you know, we see Tubi. Go check it out on Tubi. Yeah, yeah it was on Tubi. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just like, seem like everything else. Is everything on else Tubi. is on that sucker. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, and you'll find yourself be, I think you'll be thoroughly entertained and find a nice, funny comedy and, and worthwhile. So, yeah, I think that's where we end. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where we end on the, uh, the Roxanne um, movie chat with Mike and Pat. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Mike? No, Pat. Well, then that is the end. Of the <laughs> except, movie. except uh, if you've not, if you're not following us, uh, please follow. Yeah, please. Uh, and uh, where rate us nicely uh, wherever you can rate a podcast. Yeah, rate the podcast and check it out. We got some more to come. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is we're gonna do this regardless. Yeah, we're gonna keep rolling. <laughs> this is number one in the books. This is number one in the books for twenty twenty four. Expect yeah, more, this is more to come. We're this is episode twenty two. And we're so. yeah, yeah. And we're gonna continue to take uh, actors from one film and connect them to the other until yep. we've gotten every film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're gonna cover 
every yeah, movie and, ever. And we might be sticking around the eighties and nineties, but you know, that's a long, it's a good, it was a good, good couple of decades there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's where our formative yeah. years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and we might sneak in, uh, aughts. I'm pretty will. sure there's yeah. some aughts. Yeah. Like, yeah, please. Like, like Mike said, just give us a follow and, uh, give us a, a rating and, uh, appreciate you listening. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now.